Welcome, my love, to The Collective. The Collective is you, it is me, it is every woman. Raising the vibration of the fucking planet as we show up, step up, and serve the purpose we were put here for. My name is Taylor Ray. I am the queen of blending the woo with the work, and I'm going to show you how to do just that. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, speaker, and spiritual business mentor, and I help visionary women just like you build online businesses so they can have the impact they are here for and call in the abundance they are so worthy of. Get ready to become unapologetic, abundant, and aligned as fuck because the universe has put you here in divine timing and you're exactly where you're meant to be. What is up, love bug? Welcome back to another episode where today I'm sitting down with the one and only Susie Holman. You might know her better as Simply Susie's over on Instagram where she shares her real, raw, and unfiltered life with hundreds of thousands of women on the daily. What I love about Susie is that she's so authentic. She truly shows her whole self and she's built an incredibly loyal following online because of it. She's an influencer, an Instagram growth expert, a mom of four, a photographer, and a self-proclaimed domestic underachiever. And she inspires thousands every single day to share ideas, to keep it real, to not be afraid to show the real side of being a mom, and to learn how to build a brand online. Susie is a big believer that authenticity on social media is key, which you'll learn a lot about inside of this interview, including the time that she got a lot of hate on Instagram for something she did as a parent and how that actually caused her to say see ya to brand partnerships for a bit as she took her whole account and turned it to private. Since coming back, Susie has built an even more incredible community on the platform and her life, her brand and her business has flourished as a result. If you've been wanting to know about the real way to grow on Instagram, to build a personal brand and to monetize your passion and your following, then you have found the right episode. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. So make sure you share your favorite parts by screenshotting and sharing on your Insta stories and tag me at Tayray Official. Now let's get into the interview with Susie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here. This is going to be so fun. Thank you. I agree already, like just chatting to you off air. I'm like, this is just such a fun conversation already. And I'm just happy to like hit the record button and let everybody in on the chat. So <laughs> I'm just happy to get out of bedtime. So thank you for that. <laughs> My pleasure. Honestly, I'm just going to commend you before we get into anything else, like getting four kids into bed so that you could be here for this podcast. Like what an effort. <laughs> Right? Go me. Go you. Seriously. Go my husband. To be honest, there's not a chance they're asleep. There's not a chance they're even close to being asleep. But here I am sitting talking to you, so this is the best. That's the best. They're probably like sitting in bed with dad just being like, our mom has no idea, but we're having a slumber party right now and we are not going to sleep. (laughs) Totally. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about, you know, balancing motherhood with everything that you do. What is that like for you? Oh gosh, balance is not a word. (laughs) I think anybody that says balance, like, come on. I don't think it's possible. I think there's seasons. I think there's phases. I think there's sometimes when I'm like, I am all on board motherhood 100% all day, every day for weeks on end. And then there's like a launch coming out or something where it's like, okay, I'm focused a little bit more on the business. So it's just kind of like ebbs and flows and where my attention goes. And obviously my kids get all 
my attention when they need it. But we work as like a family effort. It's not like I'm the only one parenting the kids and I'm the only one working. So really it's like a team effort to try to find some sort of balance and be in tune with like the kids' needs are we're trying to be super intuitive to like, okay, this, this kid's needing more attention. This part of my business is needing more attention, but balance. Oh girl, not a thing. <laughs> not a thing. I It's good. Honestly, I'm the same. And I used to be someone who struggled for a really long time trying to find the balance and yeah. trying to find that place where it was like, you know, Oh, everything needs to be just so like exactly even. And then I realized like, it's not actually a thing. Like you're either like one way or one thing or you're one way or another. And I think yeah. the more of us that speak up to that, because ultimately, like I think, especially with social media, it can be really easy for people to, if, you know, they look at other people and they think like, they've got their shit together all the time. Like it's so easy and everything's like, you know, so in flow all the time. And it's like, no, like we all have our moments. We all have the ups and the downs. Like sometimes we're so in the depths of one thing. And then I don't know about you, but I personally feel sometimes when I'm so in the depths of one thing, I'm so not enough on another and then it swings the other way. And I think understanding that and being okay with that is probably the thing that makes it all okay. Totally. I agree. And I think I sort of think that sometimes the business owners that are the most successful are the, those that can be okay thriving in a little bit of chaos because like business and life, there's no way to get out of chaos. So finding your center in the chaos, even if there's not a balance, I feel like is, is kind of important. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that chaos element, I think the more of us that are, you know, out there and talking about it and showcasing it, it, it gives like a level of permission to others to be okay with it as well. And that's something that I love about you. Like you show up so authentically on Instagram and you're not afraid to just keep it real. What has that journey been like for you to get to that point? Have you always found it easy to show like all the raw bits of your life or has that been something that's happened over time? No, and actually... It's been quite the journey and it was like quite literally once I decided to show up as my authentic self. So I've been on Instagram for seven years and basically just like copying for the first five, okay, four years. I'm just, at first I was a photographer and then I just started kind of seeing what other women were doing and kind of mimicking them, putting my own little twist on it. I'm like, okay, and I'm now white walls and my children wear baby bonnets and I <laughs> dress in neutrals, which I don't, but it was working for other people. But occasionally I would like hit the right note on Instagram, like, and I get some followers and, and then eh, 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 copy, copy, hit the right note again. And then finally, I kind of, um, I actually went to Target and I left my kids in the car and I did a story about it which was an interesting, I was literally, it was like, I ran in for, I was not even gone three full minutes and my life exploded. It was like, okay, we're reporting you to child services. We've contacted the brands. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this has no point. This so I can get paid $300 from HelloFresh occasionally? <laughs> like insulting my motherhood, calling me a bad mother? Like, no, why am I doing this? So I decided like, screw this, I'm going private. Mm. I turned my Instagram private and I was basically like, I'm done. I'm done. I might not be an influencer when this is done. I am just turning, like I'm just dropping any acts and I'm 100% gonna do me. And guess what? That might be sometimes I leave my kids in Target for three minutes. Mm. Which is not illegal here. I don't know what it's like no, there, but it's, it's no, it's not illegal here either. It's not illegal. Wait, <laughs> it definitely happened to me when anyways. I was like, it's not. I don't feel like personally. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. 
I had seven siblings. Like, I think I like, I got left in that car for hours. Listen, granted, I'm not saying anyone should damn car. I do not highly recommend anyone leave their children in the car, just so we're clear. Yeah. Anyways, so I dropped the facade and I was like, listen, I'm me. And I just showed up on stories for days. Like for, for a full month, I was private and I just storied and I slowly started becoming myself and like showing up completely as myself and people just started connecting and it filled my soul and I loved the community that I built. I'd been on it for years just and it never really fulfilled my soul but then when I started being myself it was like and all the people started coming so it just that that turn that was a huge turning point for me. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Like, I think we all have this belief that everybody wants to see perfect. And I don't know really where it comes from, to be honest, because nobody actually wants that. I don't want that. I'm probably sure that you probably don't want that. And the majority of people don't want it either. Yet in our heads, like from that like ego place, we get very like, oh, but like it has to be perfect because that's what everyone expects from me. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. And then we do that only to realize it leaves us feeling shitty and unfulfilled and then you know you're totally. just putting on this act and you know especially for someone in your position you know as an influencer like it is your life like and I think if you're trying to create this distinction between like insta life and real life like how exhausting like what are things you constantly be doing all the time feeling like you have to put this filter on yourself like and I personally feel like you know I'm someone that like with Instagram and I have nowhere near as big of a following as you do but even for the size of the following that I have like I have definitely put that pressure on myself. And I feel like even in the last few months, I've just started to step away from it. And it's exactly like what you said, where, um, you know, looking at other people in your industry. So for me, like business coaches and everybody and how they're showing up like that, I feel like I've gotten fed up with it in the last two months. Like I'm like, fuck that. I'm over it. I'm done with it. I just want to show up the way I want to show up. And although I have really tried to keep things real for the majority of time, I feel like it was easier to keep it real in the beginning when I wasn't comparing to anybody else. And then, you know, as I started, my business started to grow and my audience started to grow, I was like, oh, well, I better start looking at what everyone else was doing who is successful. And then I started to model that. Oh my God. And it's so funny, like having this conversation, the episode, as we record this the episode that just came out literally today, um, was stay in your own lane, like put your blinkers on, stop, stop. Looking at other people, stop comparing, unfollow anybody that makes you feel less than, and just do you. like, and I honestly feel like it, to, to be honest though, it's scary. Like it does bring up fear where you're like, Oh shit, am I about to jeopardize everything? Oh but you're a testament to it where being honest, being yourself, being authentic, like that is going to be what is ultimately going to connect with people the most. So you found obviously that that's what happened for you. What was the response from your audience? Like obviously in the beginning, you know, and you went through and had people coming at you about like leaving them in the car and then you had the time away and you went private. How did you come back and what was the response to that? It was insane. I, I came back, like I'm, I, I'm not joking when I say I had thousands of DMs a day when I was private. Because it was, it was like, I don't, people hadn't seen this side of any, uh, lots of people on social media. And so the second I went on private, everyone invited their friends and I would, I grew by like 10,000 a month, 20,000 a month. It when was, was insane. It? Uh, last May. May. And since then, what's last like year? Exploded. It's last about a year ago. Year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. That was just last year. Um, 
and then, and my whole life has changed and my whole perspective on business and like truly uh, like being your true authentic self is the key. And I kick myself so hard that like I spent so much time not being myself. Like, uh, and then as soon as like, it's literally like I let down a guard and then it just rained down on me. And that is just dropping the wall. Yeah. Honestly, hearing that, I don't know. I feel like it's a breath of fresh air and you know, it's so, it's so, so good to hear because you're like, like I said, like, it's so easy to believe that you do have to put on this facade, but to hear that, you know, being authentic, like that's exactly, and that's what people need to hear. So, you know, ultimately, you know, I don't know if maybe your advice is like, go private for a while and see what happens. Like, how were you, was that terrifying? It was so scary. But honestly, if I had advice for people, it would be show up so much. Like it took me a while to ease into like, okay, because you, we put that camera on, we push that record button on Insta stories and it's like, we all do it. We become like some weird, cause it's weird, right? To talk to yourself and yeah. hello, world, now I will speak to you. It's weird. It is. So like it, but it gets less weird and it gets better and easier the more times you do it. So I would say like, no, don't ease into it. Go big, show up 8 million times a day, make 50 billion dashes across the top yeah. and you're going to get more comfortable and people are going to get to know you more and you just get better. You get, it's easier to be your true authentic self the more you do it. Yeah. I love that. And so let's talk about how that then shifts into a business for you. Cause I feel like that's something that a lot of people struggle with is like, you know, the connection between creating a presence online and then turning that into a personal brand. And then what that means in terms of them becoming a business or monetization, like how does that all link up together? So I think like it used to be like people wanted someone to like idolize. Right. So they wanted like, Oh, I look up to this person so much. I want to be like them. This is why I buy products is because this person does. But I feel like more and more these days, it's like, no, I want to be in it side by side with someone. And so it has exploded my business because it's not like, oh, I'm this like person on top that's untouchable. It's like, hi, let's link arms together and sharing all aspects of like my business just from a personal, like, um, like an honest place, an honest place, it hasn't deterred anybody. And I share a lot of honest things that I think that like five years ago, people have been like, what in the literal hell? This girl is blowing up her life. But guess what? I did blow up my life in the best ways by being myself. Like if I can run a seven figure company, with four kids and so much massive amounts of chaos that I show, like I would love everybody to know that like you do not have to show up any different than you are. The second you start showing up as you are, that's when you find true success. Mm -hmm. Also, I believe success without fulfillment is failure. So if you have success, but it's not really you, you're some version that's not yourself, it's not gonna feel great. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like right there, that was like our little grab for the intro. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll just make a little note. Is that right there? It's so true. And ultimately, like, as you said, like you are setting yourself up for failure because how long are you going to keep that up? Like there is going to come a point where it's either going to crumble or you're going to gonna go to Target and you're going to go private and you're going to be like, I'm done. Screw this. So and it, might right. <laughs> yeah, it might go a bad way, you know, like, yeah. yes, you, you will burn out 100%. 
Yeah, 100%. And so I think, you know, getting to that place of authenticity, like as soon as possible is 100% the goal. So for people who are wanting to tap into that, whether they have already started um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe are feeling a little bit nervous about taking down some of the facade or they haven't started, but they want to go in from a really authentic place. What is some of the advice that you would have? Um, I think, well, there's, there's a, there's a fine line. It's not like disclosure isn't vulnerability. It's not like, oh, here's all my dirty dishes in my sink and that should make you like me. Like, that's not really vulnerability. That's just kind of gross. Granted, yes, I do do show that as well. But like, you know what I'm saying? People often think, but it's like, it's more about your emotions. So really being truthful about and being transparent with your emotions and I think is the best place to start with yourself. You have to feel confident with yourself in your vulnerability and transparency before you can put it out to the world. Mm. So that starts with yourself. That starts in your personal relationships and it's a terrifying place to start, but oh my gosh, it changes everything. Yeah. Oh, I honestly like just hearing that. I think it's amazing because I think it just gives people permission to just be themselves and stop apologizing for it. And I think that that's so important. It's like, you know, you as you are is enough. And that is you, all the sides of you. It's not necessarily the sides of you that you think are perfectly put together and crafted. It's all the things and realizing that when we start to share that, that's where people can really connect with you. And I think sometimes the heart. A hundred percent. And I feel like sometimes the fear that can come up, especially, you know, if you are someone that is showing up and monetizing or teaching and like showing something online, maybe educating digital courses, or you're a coach or something like that, where you do monetize that. Sometimes there is a fear of, you know, if I share this side of me, will people think I'm weak or will they think I'm not expert enough or will it have some sort of undoing, you know, have you found that it had an impact for you in your business in a positive way? Yes. percent because women do not want to be around women. They're like intimidated by, if I can do it, listen, if I can do this, do you see my life on Instagram? If I can do it, anybody can actually do it. And I think that's what I, I think is inspiring about myself is that like, you do not have to be perfect. You don't even have to be remotely close to perfect. And I attract women that are just like me and it's amazing. Yeah. That is so, so good. And so now with your business and having built out like a seven figure company, how does that work for you? Like, is that from brand collaborations or is it things that you're teaching online or are you working with people privately? Like how have you built that empire off the back of your social following? Oh, uh, that's a good question. So I have a few different, I always have my hands in like 42 different pots at all times. Um, So (laughs) the most lucrative part of my business is Suzy School where um, I teach women how to monetize their Instagrams and how to grow their brands. We have private retreats. We have, we have an online course coming out. Um, we have like an influencer intensive where people come and learn. That's the biggest piece of my brand and where my heart really is. Really just teaching women. Like, like I said, if I can do it, I promise you, you can do it. Um, so Susie School is the main and then influencing and working with brands is also a big, huge part of my brand. It's probably like 60, 40, 40% working with brands. And then I also own a photography studio that, but that one's just kind of a little side 
passive income type yeah. of thing. But my passion can't that's let it what go. I do. <laughs> yeah, I cute. love that, and I love that what you do is you teach women how to, you know, like we've talked about already, is like stepping into that authenticity and then showing up and then using that to number one have an impact on the world in your own way. But then also bringing in income into your life as well and learning how to monetize that. Because I talk about this all the time, but like you're so worthy of getting paid for your passion and you're so worthy yes. of getting paid for the impact that you have. And I think that that is so amazing that you do that. And I was watching your Instagram stories the other day and how you said that you were going to um, do the online course and how you had originally just had this like, you know, but I only want to do it if I can do it in person. Like that's, that's so important to me. And then now obviously with everything that's gone on with COVID, that's obviously shifted for you. And you're like, okay, wait a sec. Like People actually really need to hear from me. Maybe they can't face-to-face -face get to me inside COVID or out. Like, you know, I'm in Australia. So for me to be able to do something of yours online is going to be a lot easier than me flying all the way around the world. So has, how has all of that shifted your perspective around showing up online in that way? Oh man, that that's been a game changer for me. Honestly, I was just being like a little bit selfish because there's nothing like being in the room. Like I, I won't deny that like being in the room, it's an unbeatable type of thing, but you can have such a bigger impact online. You can have such a bigger impact and change so many more lives. And it took me a minute to uh, realize that like that can change more lives. Even if I don't get to be there and hold their hands with them while it changes. You know how I talked about like the gate, the guard, that when I let the guard down, everything came flooding down on top of me. That's my goal is to help women release that gate so that they can like have the flood of all of their potential and like come to fruition. And I, I think we've, we've made a method that it's going to work online and I'm really excited. That's so exciting. That's so, so exciting. We'll link you and everything below. So anybody who wants to check that out, they can go and check it out. And hopefully around the time that this comes out, it might be close to coming. So that is very exciting. <laughs> for those that are getting started and obviously this is what you're such an expert in is you know that monetization and the brand collab side of things for those who are you know kicking off or wanting to look at doing something like that what would be some of the steps that you would say to take well actually i wouldn't say i will i everyone wants to be not everyone but lots of people want to be influencers right yeah. like i want to get paid by brands and i want hello fresh to send me free meals and like oh it's so glamorous but like what i wish i what i wish people knew is that like no matter what we teach what we teach at Sue school is no matter how big your following is using your personal strengths you can create a business that serves people that can make you more money than brands can pay you and have a bigger impact than HelloFresh. HelloFresh is going to listen to this and be like, okay, fired. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap. But, but you know, that's what, like, if you can attune to your strengths and figure out how you can serve, you can make money. Your value is worth money. So once you figure out what your value is and how you can help people, like some, some, some examples, like, uh, there's one brand called the haircut box we worked with. She's a, she has four kids. She's a salon owner. Um, but she wanted to get out of the chair, like cutting hair. Right. So we, she developed a haircut box where she teaches tutorials online on Instagram yeah. and then like, Oh, here's how you cut hair, but swipe up to buy my box that I put together the kit for you. What? She has less than a thousand dollars and she had a 43, she, sorry, at the time she had a thousand followers. Yeah. She launched her business for $45,000. Oh my 
creme launch. Amazing. You guys, less than a thousand followers. Mm. So she could either sat, sit there and dream of like, I want to, I want to, I want HelloFresh to sponsor my life. Yeah. Or she could realize these are my strengths. I'm going to use them for, for this. So I think it's so important for everyone to realize that like this will monetizing Instagram, monetizing your business looks so different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But if you attune to your strengths, your skill skills, you can do amazing things even with a small following. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And I'm all about it as well as like, what can you do? What can you create? What value can you put into the world in exchange for money? Don't rely on other people, other brands to create that opportunity for yourself, like create it for you, like allow yourself to step into that and start to figure out, there's so many ways, there's so many ways to bring money to you. Just get a little bit creative. And like you said, it doesn't have to be the world's biggest following. Like you can do it on like such a small scale. So I absolutely love that. Um, something that I get asked about a lot and I would love your opinion on this as someone who is obviously you know you've built an incredible business with Susie School and you know helping people with the Instagram and everything like that building out personal brands but you also managed to really showcase your entire life and like people really feel like they know you this is something that gets asked a lot like the idea of like really niching down getting super specific or going broad and just showing everything. Like, how have you done that to the point where like, you're like, yeah, I'm really known for this. I help you to do this with Instagram, but I also am not afraid to showcase different elements of me, my family, my personality, all the things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a really good question. And I wish that it was not complicated, but it totally <laughs> is because it looks so different for so many people, but I am going to say, I do believe in niching down. Why I'm able to get where I got in is because I started, you start getting, adding value to your specific audience. And then you like, as you kind of, as they trust you and your skills and your value grows, then you can have a broader reach and, and give more broad value. But I do think that it's, I do think it's important to niche down. Mm -hmm. And like, I have a specific mom that I talk to, even like, the, the mom, this, I got this, they're my McDonald's moms. Love like that. they're like, they're, yeah, they don't go to McDonald's every day. Like I do, but like they would take their kids to McDonald's. Right. Like I'm not trying to appeal to like Miss organic only eat kale and neutral tone, which I love those people. And there's lots of them in my community. Yeah. But like I have a very specific person that I speak to. And I think that that's, those are like my friends. Those are my people. And so I do think that finding your niche is super important. Yeah, I think that that's amazing advice. And it's definitely, you know, what I've tried to do as well in my business. And I think it's important to hear it as well from someone who has a large following who it can be like, oh no, but you talk to everyone. And you're like, no, no, I'm still speaking to the one person. Like, you know, oh. there are going to be those outliers and other people who still relate, but you're still getting yes. message for that one particular person. And I oh. absolutely love that. And I think the advice as well that, you know, like niche down, niche. <laughs> I always think it's so funny, like niche, niche, um, but like niche down and get super specific and you can grow and expand and evolve over time, but not expecting that you're going to like, I think sometimes there's the belief that like, you know, if I just start talking about all the things, like that's great. And as you said, the main thing that you said there is like, what is the value for the person consuming the content? Like, yes, we all just want to be like, but my life's so fun and I want to document everything for you and enjoy. But it's like, but what's right. the value for the person the watching? Point? Yes. What is the point of doing yeah. that? Exactly. Even yeah. like, like 
influencers that like provide a lot of swipe ups. Like, I'm sorry, but like that is value. They're 42 million outfits. Like that's value. I hate shopping. Like, <laughs> like really that what is the value and really like being a journal on Instagram, like you can get to that point, but I think you earn that point. Once you have a certain amount of followers and clout, then you can kind of like invert your triangle and start working back your cone or whatever, but start small. Yeah. And then you, you kind of get the freedom to start talking about whatever the hell you want. Yes. Oh my gosh. hundred percent agree. And I love, love you for saying that. So thank you. But I hate that I say that because that always bursts people's bubbles. Right. Yeah, I think it's what people need to hear is like, you know, yeah. sometimes the bubble does need to be popped so that you can take the steps that do help you to be successful. Because if you don't want to pop the bubble out of like, you know, fear that it might make people a little bit sad, it's like, that's, it's a disservice to them in the end anyway, because then they've come in with this false pretense of like, oh no, like Susie said it was cool. Like I can just show everything. And it's like, no, no, like this is the advice that people actually need to hear is like, nope, that's the truth. Like you actually do need to niche down and you will earn and it. I that. love that you said that. Like, earn earn that place like you know <laughs> you know it, you, you can't look at like people like oprah and things like that and like she earned it like she literally yes. earned it from being so specific about what she did and then getting to that massive massive place but you will get there over time but understanding like coming from i always say like make it them focus not me focus so it's not about you it's about them and your audience and what do they need from you and how can you link that in with the thing that you're super passionate about so yeah i think it's terrific advice and i think it's what people more people need to hear so um no it's awesome um i do want to ask around you know setting boundaries with it though because obviously you know oh. when you are showing a lot of your life and i know that you know you went through a massive boundary setting in terms of being like private see you suckers like you know <laughs> like yeah. obviously now it's probably come back to a little bit less than that but what does it look like for you how do you set those boundaries especially being a mom and having the kids like you know making sure that you know it's not impacting on them too much like how have you how have you navigated that yeah, that's a really good question. Well, first of all, the first thing like I make people do when they come to Susie's school is unfollow basically everyone because we don't have time for that. The app, this time we spend on the app needs to be building our own freaking communities and not building others. So like we stick in our own community. Yes, I'm super involved with my friends and people whose communities cross over with mine, but that's the first thing because that just saves you a ton of time. That way you're not scrolling, you're just growing your own community. Mm -hmm. So that's the first boundary I think everybody should set is unfollow massively. Only people that add massive value to your life get to earn a spot on your Instagram. Um, two, I, well, I take the weekends completely off, which is so good for my family. It's the best. It makes, leaves me feeling rejuvenated. And if I wake up one day and I'm like, listen, I'm not feeling it today. I don't, I don't, I don't show up. Like I'm not putting that pressure on myself. Like I have to show up because I want to show up from a place, um, that is positive. And sometimes, you know, you just can't, I just don't want to. And so I just don't. Fair enough. And then, and then this is sounds so dumb, but like, there's literally like when I should not say this, my mom's going to kill me. She hates when I talk about this stuff. But like when I am like PMSing, I just stay out of my DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I Fair will enough. get triggered. They will make me too emotional. So I'm like, I'm sorry. Those are going to go unanswered because I, my mental health needs me to just ignore all of you right now. Yeah. And so I do that. Yeah. You listen to what you need. And I think that that is empowering in itself. And I love that you take the weekends off. I um, recently, and this has been so hard, like this is something that for a really long time I wanted to do and kept saying I was going to do it. And I just didn't do it until COVID hit, which is so weird. And like, this is one of the things that's been amazing for me is like, 
being, it's funny because I work online anyway. So I, to me, my day to day is not that different, but what it has done is it's really shown me like, okay, if you're inside all the time, like, is this what you want to always be doing? Or are you going to set some boundaries like on a personal level? And so through COVID and for, I'm actually quite proud of this for the last two months, I have done something called sacred Sundays where I just decided Sunday is sacred. I do not pick up my phone. I do not go on social media. I don't feel like I have to insta story my whole life. Like what I'm doing on a Sunday is for me and for my partner, James and for friends or whatever it is that we're doing. Like that's for us. Like, you know, and I get to have that and it has been, I didn't realize that it was impacting my mental health so much, but that has been insane. Like I have loved detoxing. And honestly, I think I really encourage everyone to take a leap out of exactly what you said. Like set some time where you're not on the app. Yes. Oh, I hope everybody takes that, that I hope, I wish everybody would take a week, take a Sabbath, take a break, take a rest. I hope your fault. I hope they, I hope your listeners do that. I hope they do because it is a game changer and it leaves you so much when you show up to the app, you have more to give. Yes. I agree. I think if you feel like you have to force yourself all the time to be on there, it sucks. It can suck the soul out of you. Whereas if you go, okay, I'm taking time for me. I'm setting those boundaries. Um, you know, that's where you're like, okay, when I show up, I really show up. And that's again, when you're going to provide more value and your audience is going to feel more connected to you. So yeah, I love you for saying that. Um, in terms of like content and stuff like that as well, like do you stick to a strict content calendar or do you just like post whenever you want? Like what's that like for you? Not even, so obviously with brands, you have to stick to their schedule, which basically kills me. I have a Wrangler. Her name is Veronica. And her one job is to be like, this is due today. This is due in 20 minutes. This is due in three hours. And I will push it till the last possible second until I hit submit. But other than that, it's like a whatever happens day to day. I'm just, it's all very, very in the moment. Amazing. No, that's so cool. And also like, you know, with two Instagrams, like do you manage both of them or do you have people managing Susie school? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a actual previous Susie school student, Melinda, who runs Susie school. And it's very like clear in the DMS, like, Hey, this is Melinda. It's not me. And she's such a huge help. Huge, 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 huge help. Running two Instagram accounts is so hard. Yes. Oh my God. Love that you said that. I have a lot of people who ask me about that as well. Like, you know, when we start working together, like, you know, I kind of want to keep things separate. Should I have two? And I'm like, I don't think so. Like I tried to do that for a while back and I was like, this is fucking impossible. Like trying to be across two and create value on both. Like it's hard to manage all of it. And I really think like, if you're going to do that, especially when you're getting started, you know, stick to the one and then maybe it's something that you expand out into later on. And then you, when you've got someone who can manage it rather than being like from the get go, okay, I'm going to show up in all these places and try and manage, you know, two things at the same time and just being all over. Totally. Well, like how it works is like, you're just each grow half as slow instead of one growing at 50%, one growing hundred percent, both just grow at 50%. And it's just, it's a slower roll for sure. Unless you have help. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I so agree with that. And that is something that I did want to ask about as well in terms of growing your audience and building that out. Like for the, like, I feel like that's a question that everybody has. Like, how do you get more followers? How do you grow your audience? Like what are some of the, what's some of the advice that you would have there? It kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Know your value. What is your value? I'm sorry. If you're just a journal blog, blogging, like, like your life, like that's not adding value. If you have a very specific think like, okay, I talk about this one aspect of parenting. You see a lot of my other life. You don't have to talk about that one thing all of the time, but it has to be very clear. What is your message? What is the value that you are adding? And that is how you grow is that it is very clear for people to talk about you, to share you is knowing what your value is. Because like 
and I always knew if I was doing a good job or if I was not. So people would share me. And if it was like, oh, she's a funny mom. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing a good job if that's all that they're seeing. Mm-hmm. So it's so like, what will, what would someone share about you if they were talking about you? Mm-hmm. What would they say? And you need to curate what they would say. What do you want that to be? So that is the first advice is know your value. Like we said, like niche down and earn the right to, to broaden out but know your value. And it doesn't have to be like, don't talk about it all the time, but make it very clear. Yeah, no, I think that that's a, it's such an important thing to just people to just really understand first off the bat is like, know that first. And that comes with obviously understanding your personal brand and your brand messaging and the pillars yeah. and the values of like who you are, how you want to show up, who are you showing up for, how are you connecting and then build from there. And then like tactically, and this is a question that I really wanted to ask you in terms of like organic growth as opposed to paid advertising. Um, do you have any advice around that? Because some people go, oh no, like no ads. And some people... Like, I'm like, oh, all the way for ads. So like, I would love to know if like you've had a mix of both or what that's been like. Totally. For me, Instagram growth comes down to like one thing, community, mm-hmm. community, community, community. So it's like, you know, like, like, ah, uh, gosh, like a ball of slime. I hate slime, by the way. Any mom listening to this is like, heard the word slime and is like, ah, uh, slime's the worst. Okay. Anyways. Don't turn off because of the word slime. <laughs> so it's like a ball of slime right and then you make friends through the app and you kind of share each other and they have a community they share you you share them and you kind of merge your balls of slime and you get bigger and your community melds with theirs and that's how it works it's an app it's social media it is social so the number one way to grow is be social yeah with the right people not social i'm sorry I'm sorry, being social with the followers, people that have a million followers, that's just a waste of your time. Being social with someone who you guys can serve your communities together, that's an excellent use of your time. That is incredible advice. And you know what? It's so true because that's literally, I'm quite sure it's gone back a while, but I'm quite sure that's how I connected with you through Instagram is through um, Sarah Nicole, the bird's papaya. Like I'm pretty sure I might be wrong, but I think like there was something there that like you tagged each other or did something together. And then I was like, oh my God, this Susie girl's amazing. And then that's how I started following you. So like, it's such a testament to that piece of advice is like, literally that's how I started following you and that's how that connection has come about so if it's happening for me it's obviously happening for thousands of others so I think if people can take that away and really hear that it's like yes there's all the strategies and there's all the things in the world but if you don't have that first and foremost the idea around community and really treating it for what it is around like actually being social and how you can connect with others on that real true authentic level I think that that's the most important thing that people need to realize from the get-go for sure. And also just being aware of like what other communities, who, who else holds the key to your audience, right? Like who else is like you? Who else would be interested in the value that you're adding? Who else is doing similar things? And they're not your competition. They're your friends. Like help each other, help grow together. It's a, it's a huge piece. And thank you for sharing that real life example of finding me through Sarah. Yeah. Like that's, that's how it works. 100%. No, it's, it's not a secret. Instagram growth is not a secret. It's social. Media. Absolutely not. It's not a secret. It's like just literally put the time and the effort in and everybody wants a shortcut and everybody wants like, a, you know, the little secret that's going to get, it's like, no, no, it's, it is what it is. Like it's all out there for the world to see. You just got to actually do it. Yeah. It's, it's add value and be social. Boom. Yeah. Love it. No, that's amazing. Um, I, 
I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I do want to finish it up with one last question. And that is if you had something on your heart to say, or maybe it's something that you never get asked about that you would love to just touch on or something that you feel really called to share with the audience as a last piece of advice, what would it be? Ooh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. And it would be for me, really take a look at your strengths your way because we all have a way to impact people as an influencer as a human with our 10 followers with our 100,000 followers what value is there and what are you being called in your heart to share because my guess is if you're listening to this podcast there's something on your heart to share my also guess is half of you are wussing out and not sharing what's on your heart so i want to call you and urge you that like women need what you have in your heart. I promise you. And I know that the second you get brave and stand in that, that you are going to change your own life and so many others. So stop being a wuss and just do it. <laughs> you heard it here. So you have been told that is that. You need to go off, stop listening to this now and then go and start. That's so me. I always say something like so great. This is me. Every Insta story, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And something really dumb at the end. Boom. <laughs> and sometimes it's the little things like that, that we need to hear at the end that just gives us like the loving little bitch slap that we need. Like, come on. 1,000%. Okay, yep. <laughs> go. I appreciate you so much, Susie. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Please tell everyone where they can connect with you online if they haven't already. Okay. Well, Simply Susie's um, is where you'll see all the mom craziness, all the, that goes on there, the wild ride that is my life. Um, and then Susie School is where I teach all things Instagram growth and monetization and finding your own personal power. So I'd love to see you at either or. Okay. Amazing. We'll pop all of those links in the show notes below. So it's super easy. Okay. Again, thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. It's been so fun. Seriously. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me in today's episode. Because you're a part of the collective, I know you're a visionary woman ready for more. And I'm here to remind you that the world needs your life. If you love this episode or know somebody who would, please share it to your IG stories and tag me at Tayray Official. And if you want to show some love for the podcast, please head on over and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss all of the magic coming here soon. For more support, check out the episode show notes, my courses, services, and digital products by heading over to taylorray.com.au. Big love, babe. And until then, go and shine that beautiful light. The world is waiting for you.